What's up, everybody? This is Tyler. This is Danny. And Merry fucking Christmas to us, because this week is actually Christmas, even though this is our New Year's episode, because <laughs> we gave ourselves not that much homework to have to do. Yeah, no doubt, right? So for those who celebrate the holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, etc. So, right. I mean, 2019 is coming to a close. Yeah. The 2010s are coming to a close. It's going to be the 2020s. So it's going to be kind of our just look back at the decade, at the year. How was your year? I've enjoyed it, actually. Like, top to bottom, I've had a pretty good year. How about yourself? It was pretty good. I mean, we started a fucking podcast network, so... I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I was kind of, of course, doing a retrospective, just kind of taking a peek of what we had done throughout the year. And Like, we've done some pretty cool stuff. We've done a, a road trip, officially. Caught a couple of films in the theater, things like that. Had some guests on... Did a, a really cool segment earlier on in the year. Had a lot of people on for that. So uh, I think it's been a good year. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the listeners think of this, but it's time for us to at least start talking about how we're going to refine and <laughs> test your fright. Yeah. Because it's been too long now. That's true. We need some new test subjects, some guinea pigs. Oh, I know some. <laughs> we've, we both know some people that yeah, are already do. willing. We just got to figure out how we're going to make our side of it better. Yeah. Because like you were saying, just refine it a little bit. And then you guys are going to get more Test Your Fright, whether you like it or not, because I still love the idea. I did too, man. I was thinking about that on the drive over. It's like, that was a lot of fun, dude. And it was about a year ago this time, I think, when we started it. I think you're right. It's pretty close, because when I was looking at the movies that we've covered in the past year, I've been like, I was like, oh, yeah, I can't really count those episodes. (laughs) Yeah, likewise. I kind of did the same, for the same reasons. Well, shit. Where do we want to start with this? Well, I didn't really take a look at any news because, you know, I wanted to focus on this, so... I, I know, guess... we're being lazy this episode. We're going to come out and admit it. This is fucking great. <laughs> well, like I said, it's, it's the end of the year for us. You know, it's the holidays, so we wanted to take it a little easy, but at least make it worth the while. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think what is going to come of this will be worth the while. I think so. So let's start... Let's go through the decade. I know that we both went through and picked at least one favorite film from each year of the decade, right? So let's start 2010. Okay, so 2010, I had to look back because, of course, we weren't doing the podcast back then. I was still in South Carolina at the time as well. So some of the films that kind of caught my eye during that time period, even though they didn't make my tops, I can kind of do like an honorable mention for some of those films. So this uh, is horny this, house of horror. There was a Serbian film came out in 2010. I was wondering if you were going to pick it or not. I didn't pick it as my favorite. Going into this, I'm really curious how many of ours are going to match up. Yeah. What's was, what's I haven't looked at your list yet. You haven't looked at my list right, yet. Right. What's your guess of how many of ours are going to match up for Ooh. the 10 years, right? I'm going to say maybe half, maybe half, right at half. Right at half? You're yeah. going to say five. I'm going to go one less. Okay. I'm going to go, 40%. I'm going to say four, yeah. Okay. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way, because we're definitely going to match up on a couple of these years. <laughs> I, think I think so. I think so. So, yeah, I was scrolling through 2010. Like I said, a Serbian film came up. Not my favorite of the year, but I did enjoy it. Human Centipede's another one that came out in 2010. I know we haven't covered it. We've kind of mentioned it briefly. That one didn't make my list. One I did like was a remake of a George Romero film. Is The Crazies. I thought that was a really good film. Not my tops. Then there was things like The Loved Ones, which we haven't covered. I actually highly recommend that film. It's a really good film out of Australia. Ooh, also, while we're early on... I do want to point out from my side of things again, I don't watch as much horror as you, so some of these years my picks are because I haven't seen the other movies. Oh, that's understandable, dude. <laughs> All right, so a few other ones before I get to my favorite one is I also wrote down that Troll Hunter technically came out in 2010. Oh, shit, okay. So that one was on there. Didn't make my favorite of that year, even though I enjoy the shit out of it. There's another film. It's a Chinese film, actually. I know we haven't covered it. I don't even know if we've brought it up before. But it's a film called Dream Home. Really enjoyed. That's a really good film. Highly recommend it for those who enjoy a lot of gore. And the last one that made my kind of honorable mention list is one I just watched recently because of the holiday season, and that is Rare Exports. Oh, I thought you were going to say Rubber. Oh, uh, no, <laughs> dude. I, I still need to watch that. I really do. I've been putting that on the back burner for a long time. But with that being said... My favorite film from 2010 is I Saw the Devil. It was really hard for me to not pick I Saw the Devil because it's an amazing movie. 2010, I had to go with Tucker and Dale. Oh, nice, dude. See, there was a few, depending, I guess, on how you 
technically count when they came out, whether it was at a film festival or the official release per se. I was teetering back and forth, but man, I do enjoy that one too. That's a good pick. So yeah, we've got two different ones for 2010, (laughs) starting off the bat. Okay, 2011. Okay, 2011. Same thing. I'll kind of go through my honorable mentions. Now, when I was doing some of the research, I did see 2010 was technically when Tucker and Dale came out. And then somewhere along the way, I think it got more of a proper release in 2011. Right. I literally went to the Wikipedia pages where they listed the movies. Yeah, I was kind of going back and forth between that and the database and some other stuff. But with that being said... So mine are all based off of, if you go to Wikipedia... Yeah. And you go, list of horror movies released in 2010, released in 2011. Yeah, I only considered those. Understandable. Otherwise, I, I was going to be looking at a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. With that, I did have it on my list, but it wasn't my favorite, Tucker and Dale. I love that movie. It's awesome. Highly recommend it for those who enjoy a good mix of comedy and horror. So another one that I wrote down as an honorable mention, it's actually a remake as well. It's Fright Night, the Anton Yelchin. Oh, that was my honorable mention too. Yeah, nice. And Colin Farrell? Yeah. Yeah. I thought Colin Farrell did an amazing job of that movie of acting basically like a predator the entire time, which I thought was really neat. And it was one of the first movies I saw with like the more modern 3d where it's actually really cool and like the ending when the house is on fire and there's all the ash floating through the air and like the basement i bet you that did look good that was so fucking rad nice well spoiler alert the original 1985 friday night's one of my favorite horror films so with that getting to my favorite of 2011 hands down ben wheatley's kill list oh can you guess mine out of what out of 2011 Oh, dang. I'm going to go Cabin in the Woods, maybe? I don't know if it was technically 2011 or 2012, for reasons we just stated (laughs) earlier. I think as I was looking at it, it's listed in 2012, so it wasn't Okay, good, because I had it listed in 2012 as well. But uh, no, I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure. Red State. Yeah? Nice, dude. Almost based on the strength of Michael Park's performance alone. Like, yeah, that's quite understandable. That definitely needs to be mentioned as an honorable mention, because we did a doubleheader... Kevin Smith. I kind of at one point would like to go back through and redo each of those movies separate. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, I think that we were trying something that didn't quite work with that episode, and I'd like to give both of those movies their due a little bit more. Not that it didn't work, but I know you're saying it's it's kind of hard to do a double header and give each one of them the respectful dues. It worked fine with the remakes of Inside and Martyrs. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's. Because we reasons. didn't need to give those their respect. <laughs> no, 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 no. They had we to earn the respect. We gave them just as much respect as they needed. I agree with you there. So, all right. So, for right now, we're 0 for 2 as far as the sames, right? So, heading into 2012. Same thing. I'll kind of lead off with some of my honorable mentions. There was actually a lot of really good ones in 2012. So, one that I did watch this year, even though it came out in 2012, was a Barbarian Sound Studio. Oh, I remember you told me about that. Really enjoyed the shit out of that film. Another one I really like, another remake, is Maniac, starring Elijah Wood. That was an honorable mention. I know a lot of people don't like him, but I enjoyed this film, and that's Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem. Right. And I did write down The Cabin in the Woods as an honorable mention. The only reason why it didn't win out is because of a little independent film that we've covered, we've actually talked a lot in depth about, was the film Found. Oh, shit. I was curious if you were going to pick that. I also wondered if you were going to pick John Dies at the end. Man, as much as I like that film, as much as I like Don Coscarelli, it's borderline horror. But I could see it being arguable as far as like it being a horror film. For me, the number one spot came down to between two movies. One we've mentioned a couple times now, and that's Cabin in the Woods. No doubt. We've done an episode on it. Fucking love the movie. But I think as great and as fun as that movie is, there's something about the fact that it kind of just exists to make fun of the audience that I kind of love that because I don't think I'm necessarily part of the audience it's making fun of. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, at this point, not even close. But it's weird to brush up against that realization like every time I watch the movie. Even when I go into it, when I rewatch the movie, the symbolism is there so much that I'm like, okay, I get it. Exactly. Okay, I get it. And so I have a little bit more fun watching Cockneys versus Zombies. Dude, that is a really good film. A lot of fun. I know it's one we've brought up several times, just haven't covered it yet, but 
Yeah, I think that's a solid pick. All right, so 0 for 3. <laughs> One that I think we're going to end up covering probably this year, because I know I've brought it up to you a month ago when I first watched it, a month and a half ago. My biggest honorable mention from that year would be the movie Stitches. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Starring Ross Noble as a killer clown brought back from the dead. And it is really funny. The kills are pretty fun and inventive. It's not the best. I really enjoyed watching it, though. So Nice, dude. Hear you there. Well, going into 2013, I did some research. Nothing we're, really We're going to match up on this year. Probably. 100% we're going right. to match up. So I really... Count of three. One, one two, two, three. Evil, Evil Dead. Dead. Yeah, easy. <laughs> Fetty Alvarez. Uh, speaking of which, that was the last film I went and seen in the theaters in South Carolina before I moved up here to Montana. So for me, that was kind of a good farewell movie, I suppose. Goodbye, South Carolina. <laughs> but yeah, dude, enjoy the shit out of that film. Once again, if you're a fan of the Evil Dead franchise, highly recommend it. God, I still hope that we get one day... Oh, Fede's Evil Dead 2. That would be great. If he's on board, I'm all for it. I know Sam is, you know, off doing some more in the Evil Dead land now, as I believe we reported a few months ago. I don't know. The news is decently recent, but not super, super recent at this point. Yeah, I think they've decided on a different director and Mm -hmm. things of that nature, so we'll see. But, I mean, from everything he's always said in the past, it seems like, Fede's almost like part of the family, and like if Fede ever wants to do another Evil Dead, they're all for it. They're all for it. So hey, we're on board with that as well. I think it's more just like when he has actual time, and you know gets all the. There's all sorts of behind the scenes shit that I'm sure has to get worked out. It can't just be that he wants to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, of course. There's always some kind of loose <clears throat> threads. Did you see any in 2013 worth mentioning as well? I mean, I see one just because it made a lot of money. And that's World War Z came out. Yeah, but that's a, I haven't seen that one. It's either. not good, and it's a terrible adaptation of the book. So. Oh shit! Wow. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people. We're getting a second one it. next year. Yeah, I'll reserve the right to say what I think before I watch it. Uh, there was the Carrie remake with Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. I still haven't seen it. I haven't. I, either. I was interested in it because I like her. Yeah, she's a good solid actress. And I know I'm going to end up watching it, but it hasn't happened yet. Ah, no worries. Okay. So moving along to 2014, and there's a few movies that I do have written down as far as honorable mentions. One is we covered, I did mention as a part of that doubleheader, Kevin Smith's Tusk. I also wrote down a really good horror comedy Mm -hmm. out of New Zealand, What We Do in the Shadows. That was another, it came really close, man. It came down to that one and the one that I actually chose. But the one that I did choose, actually its neighbor in Australia, was Jennifer Kent's The Babadook. I really enjoy that film a lot. And then I watched it more recently, and I was like, man, I still enjoy this film. I'm getting a lot of things out of it still. I would say Babadook is probably the best film put out that year. It's not my favorite film put out that year. I wrote it down, too, to make sure to mention it, because it's an amazing movie. I did want to put out a shout-out to Creep. Yeah, that's a great film, dude. Amazing movie. I still have to watch number two. Likewise. But that first one first blew good. me away. I don't know why I fucking slept on watching that for so long. I watched that over the summer after Patrick talked about it. So Yeah, it's definitely yeah. worth checking out. Which also, uh, shout out to Patrick. He was supposed to be here, but yeah. whatever. Family, get holidays. It. Yeah, it's okay. I'm just, I'm bummed. <laughs> but I wanted to shout him out because he's still cool. So. Yeah, absolutely. And he's been on a number of times. And so. I'm sure he'll be back on, so that's not a problem. But yeah, I think that's a good but honorable mention. My number one... Oh, yeah, dude, Tusk. I have to go with Tusk. I was, you know, when I saw that, I was like, I guarantee you that's going to be Tyler for sure. I had to go with that for number one because it's just too important to me overall. Oh, understandable, man. All right, so moving along to 2015, there was a lot of films actually this year too that I had written down for honorable mentions. And there was a few that we've talked about and there was a few that we've covered. And so I'll lead off with a film I really enjoyed it came close to me choosing this one, but I was like, nah, there's some other ones that would definitely take its reign. But the first one I had written down was Green Room. Really enjoyed well, that film. That's the other doubleheader that I want to cover both of. Yeah. Separate. And Green Room, Get Out. Yeah, because they are kind of two opposite films. We thought they were going to be a lot more alike than they were. No, yeah, they were completely different. We really needed the, to do our homework a lot better. The commentary, yeah, it was a little different. But I had that one. Another one I enjoyed from 2015 Another independent film based off a film within the film. 
I mentioned that my 2012 favorite film was found, and there was a movie within that movie, and that movie was Headless. <laughs> and I really enjoy that one, man. I, I thought that was a really fun film. Two other films, well, three other films before I get down to my favorite. One of them that we covered, really enjoyed it, Western Horror, Bone Tomahawk. I thought that was a really good film. Didn't make my tops. Another one we haven't covered but we talked about was Deathgasm. Really enjoyed that film. Deathgasm was my runner-up. I yeah. fucking love that movie. Really funny, lots of metal. Yeah, it is really funny, man. It's good. It's creative. All right, two films that kind of vied for like, ah, oh, I want to pick this one, but I know this one's better. So my runner-up for 2015 was Baskin, which we have on the wall as well. And then my favorite, which is another one we got on the wall. Oh, shit. You got my same favorite. The Here's Witch. our number two, The Witch. Yeah. Love that one. Like, well, I mean, Great we film. got we have Black Phillip on both sides of us right now. Right, exactly, man. It's like, how can you... Uh, as much as I like Baskin, dude, it's hard to pick against The Witch. Dude, the double Vs in Earworm is from The Witch. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've got it all over, right? <laughs> all right, well, cool. So we've got one that finally matches up, right? Well, two. We're two now. Yeah, Evil Dead, The Witch. Oh, man, we might have both guessed high, man. Well, yeah, we might have. <laughs> we'll see. Arc Runners Up are matching up really well, though. So, 2016. I've only got a few as far as honorable mentions. One of them I had to mention, even though I know neither one of us has seen, because I would guarantee... Well, I won't say guarantee it, but I would think it would have a shot of making our favorites had we had seen it. So that film I'm talking about is A Train to Basan. Still haven't watched it, own it. I was like, I can't put it on the top of the list because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I need to see it. I have a feeling it might be my number one from this year when I see it. That's what I was kind of getting at, too. Is like, oh, it's hard to say that because it probably should be. But personally, I can't do that. Like I for the same reasons, we haven't seen it. So the runner-up to my favorite film of the year is a film we yep. haven't covered. Oh, shit. So it's not Martyrs? It's not Martyrs. <laughs> It's not Belco Experiment. It's definitely not Belco. So you can roll those two outs. All right. One that we've talked about, one that we haven't covered. The one that we haven't covered is The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh, uh, Overdahl. Yeah. And like I said, really good film. Enjoyed it. Watching it a second time made me appreciate that much more because I was like, ah, okay. I see what's going on and picking out the details. But my favorite of 2016... Is a little film, once again, that I really enjoyed. It has Jane Levy as the lead actress in okay. Don't Breathe. I know it's one we haven't covered. Oh, shit. Yeah, I haven't we've seen talked Don't about. Breathe yet. I really like that film a lot. Oh, that so, was clever. My top two came down to my runner-up is Raw. Oh, nice. That movie was fucking dope. And going and seeing it down at the Roxy was killer. Yeah, for sure. We're still going to cover it again in the future, other than just our initial, mostly spoiler-free reaction that we had already posted. <laughs> yeah. My number one from 2016 that I watched pretty recently, and I know you've seen it too, and you didn't love it as much as I did first off, though I think you've even admitted that I think you're a little bit more primed for it now. The Void. Yeah, I think that's a good choice too. And you're right, I think at the time... I just wasn't in the right mindset to go into that viewing because we did a rash of films that had kind of that same concept, you know, the, the Lovecraftian. Sort of culty. Yeah, the culty cosmic horror, you know. So I don't think I, I quite had that experience with those types of films. And I was like, eh. Yeah, I think another viewing or two would make me see it in a different light. But I think that's a good choice, man. All right. 2017, right? This is <laughs> your runner up. I can go ahead and admit this. From last year, I had it down as my favorite from 2017. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to make a couple of mentions because there were some good ones from this year, too. So, a few that I had down was It. I actually enjoyed the first chapter of It. It wasn't the greatest out of the films, but I thought it was a good, solid entry, and the kids really made that film. All right. The other films that I have are another one of the directors that we have on the wall. It was his sophomore film, and that film was Housewife. Oh, shit. From yep. John Evernall. Yeah, mm -hmm. really enjoyed that film. Another one that we covered more recently, actually two of them. I legitimately kind of didn't choose Housewife just because I chose The Void the year before. <laughs> That's funny. 
right, so the other two films that we've covered more recently was Issa Lopez's Tigers Are Not Afraid. I thought that was a really good film. It's an amazing flick. This was a hard year to choose on. It really was. There was a lot of good films. And the other one that was my runner-up to Raw was One Cut of the Dead. Mm. I really thought that was a, a really good film. Super meta. And just a really cool insight into how that film was made. So for people who enjoy seeing, like, the whole process of filmmaking, I think that was part of the reason why I like that film a lot. So this is another one of those years where there's a movie on the list that I think once I see it, everything I've heard about it means that it might end up being my favorite from this year. Yeah, no doubt. But I haven't seen it yet, and that would be The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yeah, I've had that on some lists too. Same reason. It's like I have not seen that film, so it's hard for me to to judge it or to put it in any kind of list. That could end up being my favorite horror movie of 2017. Talking about Colin Farrell, I know he's in it. But I haven't seen it yet. Likewise. I think of 2017, maybe one of the most important movies of the last decade came out, and that was Get Out. Yeah, for sure. But it wasn't my favorite of the year. My favorite of the year was one of your runners-up. Oh, yeah. I really, really enjoyed that first It. Out of all the movies, I looked through this list, I'm like, you know, as much as I really enjoyed all these movies, there's only one of them I ended up actually buying. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, Like, so I did it. I really enjoyed it, man. It was a fun movie experience. I think the film holds up pretty well, you know, like, side by side with the original. It's just as entertainable. I'm also really interested in watching A Happy Death Day. I actually watched that film. It's a fun one. I don't know if I'd put it in my top, but it's a fun watch. Mostly because number two looked insane, so I want to get through the first one to get to the second one. Yeah, for sure, dude. That's awesome. All right, we're kind of getting down to the uh, last two years of this decade, right? Last year and this year. All righty, so moving along, man. 2018 had some really good films. I felt like last year was a really strong year for horror films. So I've got three honorable mentions. That includes the runner-up. At the end of last year, did we mention what our favorite films of the year were? I think we did. I think, I we, think did. we did. I think we did. I didn't go look it up, but I think I have reordered mine mm. since then. Cool. I think I know what I put as my number one last year, and it is no longer my number one. That's awesome, man. All right. So, 2018, right? The two honorable mentions, and one of them we saw in the theater, saw at the Roxy, as a matter of fact, was Mandy. I thought that movie was fucking dope wasn't quite my favorite but it was dope i think last year i put that as my favorite movie of the year it's now my runner-up okay yeah that movie's fucking it's so insanely awesome it has that cosmic horror you get nick cage just great performances throughout very artsy but it's a dope film right the other film i had written down was one that shutter played i caught it as far as like just a random watch Joy the shit out of it was Summer of 84. I was really curious if you were going to pick that as your number one or not, but yeah. it was too hard to tell because there's so many good movies. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I really enjoy that film, right? So those were my two honorable mentions. My runner-up was a film as a remake of a film that I hold in high esteem, I suppose. It was a remake of a Dario Argento film, and that is 2018's Suspiria. That was my runner-up. I really enjoyed that film. Like, it's pretty fucking awesome. Like, I really liked it. And like I said, seeing it at the theater and just kind of uh, being in that at that atmosphere, that moment, as opposed to being at home watching it. It's like, mm-hmm. man, this is, this is pretty dope, right? But my favorite was another one I saw in the theater. Saw it with Patrick and his nephew. Was Ari Aster's debut, Hereditary. Still my favorite from last year. <laughs> I think my list mostly just switched the number one and two places from last year. I do have Suspiria as my number one. Yeah, understandable, man. Uh, and so I would good. like to give a really big shout out, though, to I really liked Overlord. Oh, yeah, that's one I haven't watched, but I know that's on some lists. There are things that were done in that movie that I just don't see done often in movies that really brought me in and made it feel a lot more visceral. Nice. I don't know. It seemed to come out to kind of a more meh-type reception. So, I don't know. But it did things for me that I thought were a lot of fun. Seemed to make gunfire and, like, explosions actually matter. Nice. And were, yeah. like, pretty disorienting and stuff. So that was cool. Huh. And I also wanted to point out that the movie itself was maybe not even in my top five from the year. Although I did enjoy it. But I really hope that Alain Noel, the guy that... Pl- or Noel? I don't know how to say his last name. 
the guy that played Dimitri in the first Purge becomes okay. like some sort of big action star or something. I thought he was fantastic. Nice. But yeah, my number one ended up being Suspiria. Yeah, man. I can't blame you. It's a really awesome film. It's not for everybody. You know, we mentioned that, but it is definitely worth mentioning. All right. This year. So this year, honestly, I only had two films written down that I could think of. I mean, I enjoyed going to see Three from Hell. It was a fun experience being fans of House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects. Not that I had high hopes. I was just like, man, as long as it's entertaining and, you know, we get the familiar faces, I'm okay with that, you know? Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting, like, anything to blow my mind. But I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun experience. So you probably have the same two written down that I do. Oh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm wondering if it's the same order. Okay, okay. Number two? My number two is Midsommar. Oh, shit. I'm really? actually wearing it, yeah. Did we flip it then? We might have. I really enjoyed Midsommar. But because we had done so many of those cultish films going into it, it's like I kind of saw things happening before they happened. I think we probably both did. But to me, that one is it is a horror film, but not I don't know. It's hard to explain, I suppose, you know, but Mm -hmm. I didn't enjoy it as much as seeing The Lighthouse, (laughs) which was my number one film. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Saw it twice. Saw it with you. And then I saw it with uh, Pat and some others. Riley. So yeah, we just flipped them again then, because I yeah. got Lighthouse and Midsommar. Nice. I fucking, I dug Midsommar so much. I mean, it is a great film, I have to say. It's it's one of those films that does, like, the whole tripping experience, mm-hmm. where it's like, even if you haven't experienced that feeling, I would imagine that it would intoxicate you a little bit, or disorient you a little that bit. That close. Yeah, it's well done. It's just one of those films, once again, it's like, you're either going to love it or hate it. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but not quite as much as The Lighthouse. I I also, I really, really, really enjoyed It Chapter 2, but it's a fucking comedy. It really is, man. I mean, yeah, technically it is horror. It's a horror comedy. Yeah, it's like technically it is, but it's more comedy. And it's, yeah, it's not horror in any way meaningful to me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, no. There's a, you know, a good few moments here and there, but yeah. But Bill Hader and uh, James Ransom alone. Those guys. That movie is worth watching for. I totally agree. Oh, and I did enjoy watching Brightburn. I I didn't get to see it. I caught that in the theaters. It was a good time. It wasn't anything special. I did like it enough, and they set up at the end that I kind of hope they go forward with like this fucking fucked up, weird Justice League. It would be cool, but if nothing happens, I'm not going to be mad. Whatever. (laughs) <laughs> that's cool man i uh i was kind of curious about that because of that movie i got to watch somebody get fucking pulped at super speed twice this year nice. so that was awesome <laughs> once in brightburn and once in the boys on amazon so nice i need to check that out still i haven't oh, watched dude, it's that fucking dope and it gets gnarly with some of the fucking gore and shit nice so. well cool definitely on my radar lots of lots of blood lots of body parts I know this is going to be a difficult question, but this is something I stood over a little bit. But did you have a favorite film of the decade? Not just for the the years per year, but one that stood out the most throughout the entire decade. Of the decade? I know that's that's kind of a tough question because of all the films that we've seen and covered. I mean, probably The Witch. Yeah, that's a good choice, man. I think that movie's... I would definitely put it in in the top five, even maybe top three of the decade thinking about the films that we've watched and covered it's I'd, not the one i'd rewatch the most though no and these it's, two films that i picked the same way like it's it's such a masterpiece and it has so many things i fucking love but it's also kind of a slog yeah it's not one that you necessarily need to watch all the time but it's the one that i'd put up on a pedestal oh yeah for sure and that was another one of those two like it was hard to believe that we hadn't gotten to it sooner because it was a recommendation. Mm-hmm. And what a recommendation it was. But so, then the one that I'd probably more like slog through the ditches with would be... and like Burn Through the Witches? It, it's weird because it hasn't been... I haven't watched it in like three or four years now. But if you had to you know, put only these movies in front of me... Right, yeah. Evil Dead, man. Yeah, dude. That Maybe movie is so Evil good. Evil Dead. Yeah. It's really fucking good (laughs) yeah i mean at first before even doing these things it's watching films a little differently right as like a casual viewer even though i'm a fan of horror of course i didn't watch it analytically it was just like i guess your initial reaction just your 
visceral feeling, guttural feeling. So at first glance, I didn't really enjoy it as much as I did maybe the second time and third time through. Mm-hmm. But man, it is. The more I think about that film, I was like, that movie is it's fucking really good. It's really good. Although, like, if you're sentencing me to like, that's the only film that you can watch then I'd probably choose something more like Tucker and Dale, just so I wasn't watching something really dark all the time. You know what I mean? That's a great point, man. Yeah, because it can get dark. <laughs> if it's like the only horror film that I could watch, it'd be Evil Dead. That's if a good I have choice. to put it up on a pedestal, the witch. it's The Witch. If it's something that, like, that's the only movie I can watch, it's going to be like Tucker and Dale. Yeah, that's a great choice. All or right. possibly Tusk. Yeah, I could see that too. both really funny... Dark humor. And dark. Yeah. So. That's awesome. There was two films that was hard for me to choose, and I just chose both of them. Because it's like, <laughs> I think, you know, honestly, looking at both of them, I was like, they both are doing their own thing, but they're both kind of seminal to me for this decade was Hereditary and then Suspiria. Those were the two films. I was like, if, if I had to define this decade by those, aside from The Witch, I'd put it right up there with mm-hmm. it. But those two kind of stood out. And I think it had a lot to do, too, with the fact that we watched it in the theater. So we got to experience the theater experience as opposed to just, like I said, just popping it in on DVD or checking it out on our computers. So I really enjoyed those two. I'd stack them up there with any of the rest of the films that we've mentioned, the ones that we haven't even covered. But, yeah, I think the same thing. Like, if, if there was one I had to rewatch. Over and over with the same statue, like this is the one that you would have to watch. Yeah, I'd almost have to say, like Tucker and Dale, something of that nature, Cockneys versus Zombies, things of that nature. Something that it's not a slog, like you were saying, going through because you know it's going to gobsmack you at a certain point. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So, yeah, I'd say something like that. Evil Dad would even be up there, too. So, all right. So, the past year of podcasting. Yeah top three episodes okay or i don't know i don't know how you have listed out i have it listed out as top three episodes do you want to go through yours first oh i can maybe take a look at mine talk about a few of them (laughs) my number three one cut of the dead oh yeah because it introduced me to that film first off it wasn't really my runner-up on anything when we were going through the movies but it's such an inspiring movie that i'm so glad that we watched it and got to talk about it and had to try to break down something that insanely meta it was almost just like a fun thought experiment just figuring out how to talk about it on the fly you know what i mean (laughs) yeah no that was a lot of fun i enjoyed that episode a lot too especially while stoned so (laughs) good point man hell yeah two tetsuo oh dude hell yeah tetsuo awesome film i think it was a really solid episode by us too it's such a visually amazing film influential so influential I have a weird history with it, as I brought up in the episode, so I hadn't seen it since I was eight. (laughs) Yeah, I do remember you were saying that, because there was another Mark Hamill film that you were watching around the same time, or was it introduced to? uh, It was a doubleheader of Tetsuo and The Giver. Yeah, I was like, of course I know they're two different films, but they kind of weirdly had the same motif in a way. (laughs) Right. So getting to revisit it, with it just not being really vague flashes in my memory was awesome. <laughs> nice. I think we had a really interesting discussion around it and the weird homoeroticism. Yeah. And... I mean, that movie is super layered. It's very seminal, too, like for that whole cyberpunk and just the wave of films that followed in its footsteps. And it's possibly not even intentional homoeroticism. No, it might just, just be rebelling against the system. And right. it's just an amazing movie. Yeah, and like I said, that is a really okay, fun one to explore. Okay, it's partially an intentional homoeroticism, considering they both end up fused into being a giant dick by the <laughs> end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of hard to ignore, but yeah. Oh yeah, it's also a movie that ends with a giant dick roaming down the streets, and by that point, it all still kind of makes sense, so... Yeah, I mean, granted, It makes as much sense as anything else in the movie does, so... Yeah, but yeah, definitely a fun one. Okay, so I do want to point out, before I get to my number one, if I had to list a number four, it would have been our Suspiria episode with Quincy. Nice. Yeah, that was a lot of fun having her on. It was a lot of fun having her on. I think it was a really good discussion, and it's an amazing movie. My number one film, A Tale of Two Sisters. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Partially just because it introduced me to the movie that has become my favorite ghost story. Yeah, I don't really like ghost stories. I fucking love this movie, and it instantly shot to being my favorite ghost story. I'm I'm happy to hear that, because that was another one, too, 
like I had, you know, found it at a record store I used to go to a lot. And of course I had a lot of cool films, but yeah, that first time through and then it's just, it's just one that does stay. It's like, ah, that one, ah, you got me so good. Awesome, man. Well, I did write down kind of 10 of them because I didn't know how exactly Mm -hmm. we were going to do this. But I can tell you that Tetsuo, I didn't have these in any particular order. I was just going through the year. Tetsuo was on my list. Like, Sweet. Enjoy the shit out of that film for the same reasons. Just knowing, you know, everything that went into making that film and, and how independent it was. And it's just unbelievable, man. And it's, it's a goddamn masterpiece. It really is. It's, it's amazing what that guy did. And like I said, all these films that have kind of followed in its footsteps owe a lot of gratitude. Such a weird fucking subgenre. It really is, but it's it's a fun one if you enjoy that kind of stuff. It's a really fun one to go down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another one that I had, I'm going to just go down to 10. Not in any particular order, but I enjoyed Flowers a lot this year. I I really like that. If I had to choose like a number five or six, that would have been... Yeah, that was a really fun one. That was one too, you know, part of the Unearthed Films collection. Man, it wasn't quite what I was expecting. No. But, wow, what a fucking film. For those who are curious or interested, I'd say check that one out because he's got an upcoming second one. This year? Yeah, it's coming up. Actually, I think... months? On April 20th at the Draft House, I believe in San Antonio. I think he's going to have a premiere of Flowers too. I am talking about Phil, so... Congratulations, man. This was a really fun film. We are going to be all over. Well, I mean, we're not down there to be all over that premiere. But yeah. We're going to be all over watching that movie when it comes out. No doubt. So really looking forward to that as well. Another one, like third one that I had on my list was the film November. Oh, I thought yeah. that was a really awesome film. Not really a horror per se, but regardless, it was a really fun film. It just so happened to be in that whole kind of folklore you know, kind of storytelling that we were discovering around that time period too, with a lot of films we were reviewing. So, just visually stunning, really good story. Got to be introduced to something I'd never seen before as well, like the animated, just like common tools, I suppose, carrying out jobs for you. <laughs> you know. So anyhow, I really enjoyed that film. Another one that we did, I enjoyed was when Donnie was over for the oh, gate. The gate. Yeah, I thought that was a really fun episode. Got to go down memory lane with an old 80s film, mm-hmm. you know, having him over and one that he really holds in high praise. So, yeah, I enjoyed that episode. One that I was really looking forward to, we finally got the cover, was The Reflecting Skin. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a fucking great movie, too. I really enjoyed that episode and what we both got out of it. I thought that was a really good conversation that we had and just uh, exploring that film as a whole. Moving along, I've got Audition. I thought that was a killer film that we finally got to review. It just opened up these really cool conversations, made me think more about the film and how to interpret it. You know, it's like, man, this movie's fucking deep. Another Takashi Miike film. Highly recommend. A movie that completely turns post Me Too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, what a film, right? Another Japanese film just Mm -hmm. kind of blows you away. All right, moving along, I've got High Tension. I thought High Tension was a really fun one. Another one of those, like, exploring, doing more research, and just getting so much meaning out of the film mm-hmm. upon more glances, you know? Just makes that, uh, spoiler alert, makes that twist that much more fun. Oh, yeah. Such a tw- Oh, my God. Go watch High Tension. Yeah, highly recommend it. All right, I've got three more films, and that kind of does, like, my favorites for this year. A Tale of Two Sisters made the list. Yeah. For the same reasons you noted. Just such a fun film. I'm not a huge fan of ghost stories or paranormal stuff. Like, I think they're enjoyable. If you enjoyable. want to know more about that, go listen to our Conjuring Yeah, episode. yeah, we do alley-oops and dunks <laughs> on that shit. But, you know, I'm kind of at that point in my life where it doesn't really do anything for me. You know, like, they're fun, but, yeah, I could do without. But this one, I highly recommend. A, just a completely different tale of a ghost story. Mm-hmm. All right, the other two that I have was The Craft. I thought that was a really fun one. Another one that... I hadn't watched in years, but it brought me back to like thinking about what I was doing in high school and the music and oh, that fucking soundtrack, dude. So good, you know? Yeah. So that was a fun one to revisit. And then the last one on my list was one that we've done more recently. It's our first time talking about German horror films. Oh, Totus King. Yeah. I thought that was a lot of fun, man. Another one of those just 
it's open to discussion. You can explore that film so much. And it has some really cool messages you know, throughout the film. Mm-hmm. It's not just a study of death. It has a larger meaning than just that. So I thought those were all fun episodes. It's hard to choose favorite ones, but it's like these were all, I think because of the discussions they opened up, it just made me appreciate them that much more. All right, so I got a list of a few different horror movies coming out next year. Yeah. Some of them, well, we'll just go through some of this list and we'll see what we've seen things on. Okay. See how excited we might be for them. Sounds good. First big one, I think they're, yeah, first big one is The New Grudge. I'm not really looking forward to it that much, mainly because it's, like we mentioned, it's like, uh, they're entertaining, but they don't really do a whole lot for me. The first grudge was the first movie that ever made me go online and write a bad review of something. <laughs> In a lot of weird ways, yeah. we wouldn't be here doing this if that I wouldn't have watched The Grudge. So funny. That being said, that does not make me excited that they remade it. <laughs> I'm not saying I won't watch it, but I'm yeah. going to very much... I'm probably going to read... Like, once the movie's out, I'm probably just going to read the entire fucking plot and see if... I see if it's like, even worth it. feel if it's going to be worth it, even yeah. plot-wise, before I go in. I'm not going to care about spoilers on this one. No, I'm kind of in the same boat. It's like, a, ah, maybe somewhere down the road I might check it out. Underwater. We saw the trailer We saw previews for, for it, right? yeah. The more that I'm, I'm thinking about that film, seeing the trailer, it's like, man, I think that's it's going to be an interesting tale. Like, it has some really cool elements going on for it. It looks like Case 2 vs. Cthulhu. I'm down. Yeah, it looks really interesting that's one like i'm not like overtly anticipating it but i think that might be a sleeper film for next year it's gonna be fun i think even if it's not great i think it's gonna be fun yeah i'm right there with you have you seen anything on the turning i haven't no no okay skip fantasy island i'm curious (laughs) wow uh a horror film too on top of it yeah. Wow. Oh, man. No, Did you not that? see this trailer? I have not seen the trailer. I haven't. Oh, dude, it looks fun. Okay. It looks kind of like that Fantasy Island, their wishes get granted in ways that basically puts them in, like, saw-like contraptions. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, knowing that now, I think that would be a fun one. I hope it doesn't take itself seriously. If they yeah. roll with the fact that it is fucking ridiculous and they still just want to make it a good funny bloody t- i'm okay with not that. even it yeah. doesn't even have to be funny right, right right just lean into its ridiculousness that you're making fantasy <laughs> island into a horror movie i'm okay with that and i think it's going to be good but the plane <laughs> it also has the potential to be really bad <laughs> <laughs> you're right it could go either way but we'll see i think that one has potential i think lee L's invisible man's due out this year that, right? Did we, we saw a trailer for that, too, didn't we? In yeah, front of Dr. Sleep? we sure did. We sure did. I think it looks interesting, man. It's going to be hard to compare a film that came out in the 30s <laughs> to a film that's coming out next year. But with that being said, I, I did... I mean, I'm going to be comparing it to Hollow Man the entire time. Oh, that's a good point, too. I was just thinking about you know the fact that I recently watched The Invisible Man, the original, and it's like, that's actually a really solid fucking film. Even for the time period, even mm-hmm. now, it's still a pretty solid film. So knowing that Lee Whannell's on it, knowing the cast, I think that's... I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what that film's like. So I'm only not looking forward to this one because I haven't seen the first one yet, but uh, A Quiet, a quiet place, place, too. too. Yeah, I, I did see the first one. I thought it was, like, a decent film, but I wasn't blown away as, as much as other people were about it. But curious to see what they do with it. I wasn't, like, overly thrilled with the first one. Chris Rock saw I'm curious. Me too. I am curious. Super curious. There's not enough out about it yet, other than the story by Chris Rock and starring him and Sam Jackson. So Yeah, I'm okay with that. I think that might be a really fun film. I think it's currently being also referred to as The Organ Donor. Okay. I'm wondering which iteration of Saw it's going to be more like. You know Ooh, what I mean? If it's point. going to be more like the first one, or if it's going to be more like the fifth one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, good point. Fucking... Jordan Peele's Candyman. Yeah, I'm, I am really excited. Yep. Reason being is like, man, that's one of the films, talking about the films that we've reviewed, that's still one of my favorite ones I think that we've covered. I just I really enjoy the shit out of that film. Purge 5. Uh, not overly excited, but I can't say this. That last one that we watched was really entertaining, man. Yeah. So I would say it's not high on my list, but I'd be more inclined to go just check it out. If it gets some good buzz, I'd be more inclined to check it out. 
yeah, whether I check it out in theaters is going to depend on the buzz surrounding it going into it, and especially once we actually get to see a trailer. But after having that Purge month, they're Oof, not yeah. that bad, man. They're not. They're really I not. I enjoy them. So it's like, yeah, that, it's like, like you like, said, that last one was pretty fun. I so. did like that last one a lot. I, it surprised the shit out of me. Like, they're nothing, you know, like, I don't think they're going to blow anybody's, you know, roofs off, but. They're still entertaining, man. They've got a pretty decent cast and stories. They're nothing too great, but I, I still like them. Conjuring 3. Oh, dude. I have seen the first two. Like, I know we've covered The Conjuring. I did watch the second one. Won't say much, but... Uh, not really. To yeah. be honest, I'm not really looking forward to it. I'll probably watch it at some point, but nah. I'm not going to go out of my way to go check it out. So I know nothing about this one except for who's directing it and it makes me insanely excited okay oh uh, last night in soho i just said who was on it too and who's also in it anya taylor joy speaking of the witch mm-hmm. yeah edgar wright uh, yeah dude edgar wright doing horror i'm down fuck yeah <laughs> hell yeah uh halloween kills yeah for sure yeah, I, that I mean, last one was great man there's a lot of people that took turds on it but i liked it man i, I thought, really did I, I thought it was a better follow-up than any of the ones we got I agree. <laughs> yeah, dude. A lot better. Yeah, Maybe I, a lot better honestly, than we really deserved. Honestly, I think that's one, too. It's coming around right around the Halloween season, too. So I think it's going to be perfect. Antlers. Um, I have heard some buzz about this film. I need to, to look more into it. But I think that one has potential. I do think it has potential. It looks pretty nutters. I'm trying to think who's... I remember we talked about it because of somebody who's attached to it. But I can't remember who the hell it is. Army of the Dead. Snyder. Uh, I mean, I like zombie films. We'll see. Uh, Snyder's I don't know Dawn much of the about Dead it. was a lot of fun. It, I mean, it was. It really was. 2004, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I trust I, I him like with it. zombies. Yeah, I do too. He's, Knowing that he's on it, yeah, for sure. He ducked his head down for a while, took his fucking... I mean, people have been rallying around him lately because we want the fucking Snyder cut to Justice League. People don't yeah. like what Whedon did to it, so... I root for Snyder. I like him. Yeah. I still kind of hold the opinion that he shouldn't really be a director and he should probably be more like oh, the yeah, DP yeah, yeah. with the most freedom in all of Hollywood, but that's, that's just me because he can craft some amazing looking shit. All of his movies have just insane, awesome visuals. Yeah. So We'll see what happens, man. I think it's going to be interesting nonetheless. Uh, that's all I got. Yeah, I'm just kind of I mean, I'm, there, there's probably a few others coming up, but that's all I got. Yeah, no, I think some of the other lists I'm looking at, kind of the same films... So yeah, I mean, there's going to be some decent ones. There's, of course, there's always ones that fly under the radar. I really am now looking back on this, you know, looking and at that's, the films that that's came out. no foreign flicks either. No, that exactly. Was all domestic, exactly. So. But like we were talking about with some of our favorite films throughout the years and throughout the decade, are a lot of films now that I'm, I'm looking back on it. It's like my taste in films. I think everybody kind of goes through these phases, but I can see where they've kind of matured. Like I still like a good slasher. I still. <laughs> like mm-hmm. good gore but i think now it's like i like some of those films that make you think a little bit more outside the box you know ask the bigger questions so it's going to make me curious to see what this decade brings which directors either old or new stand out above the rest you know that includes next year and the the decade to come so i've got some high promise after some of the films that we've seen this decade i think there's kind of a resurgence of horror in a more intellectual way i agree and there's movies that ride the line. Like, my favorite horror movie of the year was Midsommar. But that's because I consider Parasite to be more of a thriller. Good point. Man, that movie is highly recommendable, too. A I mean, thriller comedy. Yeah, I mean... Uh, it subverts too many horror tropes. That's Yeah, like straight up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with Every that. Every time it uses a horror trope, it almost immediately subverts it. <laughs> a so. good point. Very good point. But yeah, it's going to be fun to see, once again, like you were saying too, what the rest of the world is going to offer to horror, which is another exciting thing because there are a lot of really good foreign films that need to be explored and discussed, and sometimes we're just the guys for that. Oh, it's not a film, but it's coming out next year. I am super looking forward to The Deadlands after we watch that trailer. Yeah, you know, that's another one of those films that teeters that line. I wouldn't really call it horror film, but... The, it's good. This series looks a lot more horror-ish. The series looks like exactly what we hoped the movie was going to be. I know. It's got me excited. <laughs> After watching that trailer, like, holy shit. All right. 
this is what we're doing, good. then yeah. this is what we're doing. Yeah, I know that's another thing, too, is this decade's also brought some pretty good horror shows, you know, that not necessarily all the way horror, but brings that element, right? So it'll be interesting, too, to see what TV has to offer, because there's been kind of a resurgence of TV series as well. So TV's mm-hmm. no slouch as far as... Well, we got the new Penny Dreadful coming up. Yeah, we've got that. The Witchers, I think, just dropped, so I'm looking forward to watching some of that. And who knows what else in the future? Maybe some more True Detectives and There's things of that Sabrina nature. coming up. Yeah, Sabrina was actually a lot of fun. Or Sabrina, to make it rhyme, like, with vagina. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that teen witch, Sabrina. <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, uh, one of the most trippy episodes, probably the trippiest episode for us, was the fact that we didn't get to finish our first review of House. And out of that, we got to watch Helsing Ultimate. Mm-hmm. And so... Like I said, there's not one of those, even though I know it, was, it came out a way back. But point being is, like, just getting to see shit like that, you know. We'll see what happens with this next decade. We've talked about looking at some animation. We have an idea, so. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I'm excited to see what this next year is going to bring with both just this show and oh, the yeah. fact that everything's Across expanding. It sounds like there's possibly going to be another couple shows way sooner than later appearing on the That's network. That's awesome, man. So we definitely would love it if you would subscribe to our show if you're listening to us and enjoying us, as we hope you are. But you can also go check everything out over at earworm.com. That's E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. If you want to go just check out our shit, where you can find all of our back catalog, all of that good stuff, go to friedsquirms.com. You can contact us through the website or by emailing us, squirmcast at gmail.com. If there's a way for you to rate and review, we would fucking love that because that's what gets us into the algorithm. We would love to hear from you. What do you got? No. Did I forget something? Social medias. Yeah. Same thing. You can find us across all the social platforms. But once again, if you have ideas for films that we need to check out, so give us some suggestions, some recommendations. Once again, too, if you're a filmmaker, need to get your film out and need some eyes on it, let us know. We're always up for that challenge as well. So looking forward except once again to hearing from everybody and seeing what they have to say and before i completely get off the topic of the network if you like hearing my voice i also talk about nerd shit over on general nerdery so generalnerdcast.com earworm.com you can get to it all through there friedsquirms.com even if you go to friedsquirms.com you just click the link up at the top yeah you're gonna find it it's easy it's right there easy peasy that's all i got though yeah, no, likewise, like I said, it's been a fun decade. I've enjoyed it. This is uh, another one of those things, too, a new challenge, one that I'm having a lot of fun with, going into it our fourth year. Mm-hmm. So, dude, a lot of fun. I think Spend we've up. got a lot of cool shit coming up. Yeah, I'm just really looking forward to it, to be honest. We're still only touching the fucking iceberg of horror. It's barely scraping it. And, and to think that we're like... We're at the tippy top. Almost 150 in. That's crazy. <laughs> Do you know how many Friday the 13th that we haven't done yet? <laughs> I, dude, yeah, and that's what's going to make them fun, too. Uh, anyway, for this week, I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. Fried Squirms, out. out. Happy New Year! Yeah!